What's going on? It is the Nerd Related Sports Edition podcast back finally again for, gosh, our first back-to-back episodes in <laughs> God knows how long. Uh, but of back course, to back. oh boy, yeah. Hey, well, that's the uh, the voice of, well, formerly the the highest helium coin producer in South Milwaukee, Andy Kasmarsik. <laughs> Andy, what's your plan to get back on the throne? Just get that antenna back velcroed up to the wall, and let's see what happens. Oh, life of a minor um <laughs> I, that, that could be taken way out of context uh, soda what's happening man i'm good man just excited to to get this rolling today big news man so oh my gosh yeah i'm just ready i'm glad we adjusted to thursdays just just for today because wow the nba <laughs> trade deadline was wild uh but before we get to that as always you got to follow us on Twitter. We are at NR Sports Edition. And uh, even though I didn't mention it last week or, well, we weren't doing podcasts for a while, uh, like, give us a good rating, subscribe, tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, uh, your grandparents, everybody. Uh, if you like the show, <laughs> please support. Um, but why don't we start with the NBA trade deadline, guys? Uh, holy cow. Uh, I don't think any of us are ready for yeah. what went down. Um, why don't we start the winners and losers? Um, just fire away. Who do you think, who do you think benefited the most? Who do you think, uh, took the biggest step back? I'll start with the losers. And the only reason I'm going to say sometimes sitting back and doing nothing is a good thing, a good thing. Sometimes sitting back and doing nothing while the rest of the conference is doing shit is a bad thing. And the bulls and the heat were as of yesterday, you know, looking real comfortable. <laughs> and now that is not the case. So I, I just feel like by not doing anything, they kind of, that window, as slight as it might have been, because I didn't think they would win a championship this year, but they could have been annoying. I don't think it's even 2% chance now that that happens. Like, it's a wrap for both of those teams. The weird thing is, though, is, Buyout market makes the trade deadline so much different than what it was like three years ago. So while I agree the Bulls and uh, Heat definitely lost right now, if one of those teams get Dennis Schroeder and, you know, Goran Drogdy, they both get bought out, are they still a loser at that point? Um, so it's hard to say right now, but I do agree that the, the Bulls and Heat were definitely losers at this point uh, with the trades. Well, and you look at you look at the construction of both those teams and – Again, I, I know we've talked about this before. While both of those teams have been really good in the regular season, um, I, I don't know where their roster could could drastically improve or what you're giving up in order to make a marginal increase. Like sometimes you're right, Soto, like not doing anything is a good thing. And I think the Bulls are like, hey, this formula is working. You know, what we need to add, we can probably get on the buyout market. But I can certainly understand like, Again, being a fan of a team that ran absolutely bonkers through the regular season a couple of years and didn't win right. a title, dog, take advantage of what you got. But yeah, definitely, like the Bulls have what Patrick Williams, who's a, a promising young player, but the way that roster is constructed, trade him for a veteran that a team's looking to sell. You know, like the Kings are on a, a, a fire sale. Buddy Heal would look great in the Bulls roster right now. Um, they definitely should utilize some of those younger assets that they have that don't really fit the roster. I mean, Kobe White probably could be a great asset to maybe upgrade as well at another position. 
but the the Bulls, I think, missed out. So yeah, I mean, this is a bigger list, right? Like the Lakers. For, oh, Lakers, hundred percent. I mean, Ugh. it's not like I'm sure it wasn't for lack of trying, right? Like, but the Lakers are in a bad spot right now, man, and. The only way out of that spot we thought would have been through trades and they, they didn't get anything. They didn't try. I'm sure they tried, but did you, I heard they're trying to give Westbrook and a first for John Wall to the Rockets and the Rockets were like, no, thank you. Uh, I, but, I, I heard that and it kind of got me thinking, like, do you think the Lakers know in the back of their mind that AD is gone after this contract? LeBron's going to be done. Like, are the Lakers re- preparing for having a, a top three pick in 2027 or are they utilizing that for trade assets to trade wherever Bronny jr goes in LeBron's last year to pick up Bronny. Like, I think that was very calculated not to make those trades with that first round draft pick. Yeah. I mean, that's LeBron's goal now, right? At least we yeah. think it is. He wants to play at least a year with Bronny, which would be a cool moment. I'm not a LeBron fan at all, but I think that would be awesome. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's just, just to teach that- him, you know, yeah, it's just strange to hold off on trades that you obviously need because of a 2027 first-round draft pick. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just five years away. Like there's, it's definitely a calculated reason why you won't do it. And granted, John Wall I don't think is a uh, the answer either there, nor some of the other offers. But if you're throwing that first out there, you might get something better. Like I saw some hypothetical trades of Al Horford and. I think Dennis Schroeder and another player going back and like that, that made kind of sense for the, the Lakers. I think they need more role players than they do stars. Uh, but them, I actually thought kind of the Warriors were a loser. Uh, I thought they could have did a lot with James Wiseman and getting a, a solid big for the Suns. But the way it stands right now, I don't think the Warriors can withstand a seven game series with DeAndre Hayden or uh, Mikhail Bridges and some of their other bigs. Don't they have uh, Jamal McGee there now too? Yeah, or is it? Yeah, like they have a lot of bigs. And the Warriors running with Draymond Green as their big puts them as a downfall. So not utilizing James Wiseman as a piece to get like a Montrezl Harrell or, you know, go after another big out there. I don't know who else is on the market. I thought the Warriors were kind of a loser in this uh, trade season too. I think they just like him, man. They like Wiseman. They think, you know, is he coming back this season? Like, is he hurt? Like, what what's up with him? He's not playing still. He still was hurt. They said he was looking okay. He was um, upgraded to be able to, like, practice. Okay. Yeah, as of two days ago, he's yeah. he's starting contact. Okay. So he's looking like he'll be back. And maybe they feel like he's the big that, you know, like he's yeah, the one true. that'll be able to, to slow that down. And I mean, like what, do you, what do you, like, like, yeah, you have a big unknown there, but what are you going to get for him if you do package him in a trade, like, Obviously, the Warriors feel like they can compete, so you could mortgage some of your future for, to, to make a run. Not a I bad idea. Like, I thought like a James Wiseman to Detroit, who's obviously continues to rebuild. But get uh, is it Jer- is it just Jeremiah Grant there? I don't know the Jeremy Grant. Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, and they have the big from with the dreads that try to fight LeBron and uh, Giannis. <laughs> uh, but like that for James Wiseman, a young center fits that mold and getting Grant in that center back like makes sense for the Warriors. It's not flashy, but you get an Olympian that can put up 20 points, 25 points in the game. You also have a big that can be that dirty guy. You don't need a, a game changer at the center. You just need somebody to 
be that that dirty that dirty dog, you know, that PJ Tucker type mold. Yeah, I mean, so, I get that. So, but, I I'm curious. Sorry, my wife just came in. She wanted to. She really had a, a lot of thoughts about James Wiseman. No, she's <laughs> um, so uh, I think I think a, a winner, obviously, and I'm surprised Soto didn't start with this, but I think Milwaukee pulled off a great trade today. Um, I mean, I would give I would give Sean Marks maybe the the highest grade on the uh, the Harden trade. Uh, but I, I don't think John Horse move today was was that far behind. You get somebody who can who can fill the Brook Lopez role while Brook Lopez is still coming back, and I he, he you know Serge Ibaka does not need to play twenty minutes in a playoff game, but uh, could be could be a contributor in a random like game three in a divisional round series or a or a quarterfinal series. Like that's what you're looking to add. I think he feels fits a fills a, a very important need. I know that there are some Bucks fans out there that want Dennis Schroeder. And I've said before, like, I think we need a bench score. But for Dante DiVincenzo, or Dante DiVincenzo for Dennis Schroeder straight up, I don't think was a good deal. And uh, I, I'm much happier with this deal. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know, I know Soda likes it, but. Yeah, man, I was, uh, I was excited. I was like, all right, as long as. Uh, Philly and the Nets don't make that trade. I mean, the Bucks are are gonna ride to the finals. That was my first thought once I seen it. Because the reality is, we needed a rim protector. Serge can give you that. He can also shoot. Like he really probably is the perfect sub for Brook Lopez while he's away. Like skill wise, it's what he brings. He's shooting better than he shot in a while, right, Andy? I think you texted me thirty eight percent. Yeah, he shoot um, well. I think thirty eight point two percent from the field or three point line this year. So he's look. I mean, that's good. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's real good. You spot him up in a corner, and it's game time. The Bucks, man. Listen, Horse is turning out to be one of the better executives in the in the NBA. He said no to get Schroeder for what it would cost. Now he ends up getting what we needed, the piece that we actually need. Because who knows if Brooks even coming back, y'all? Like, once you're a big man and you hurt your legs or your back, it's pretty much a wrap for you. The man just had back surgery. I don't know what that looks like for him to come back. But they don't trade for Shooter. Now Shooter might get bought out and still end up in Milwaukee. The dude is a genius. <laughs> it yeah. is a great trade. It is a great trade. Uh, and for that reason, too, like you you also get the two second-round picks that are just trade assets. Oh, yeah. You know, come draft time to get a, a aging, an aging player. We were becoming like Cleveland – uh, when LeBron's on the team or any team LeBron's been on where he just utilizes these draft picks to pick up these aging players looking for championships, which is awesome to say. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the trade and the fact that now, yeah, we could get Schroeder, we could get Dragic. Like, it's really, you know, Dante for surge of picks and another player or two as we freed up two spots by getting away of uh, Samaji and Rodney Hood. Oh, yeah, man. Really, this, really that's, trade. I feel like that's why – so, I mean, if you're listening to us before listening to or looking up any of the trades, I love you. Thanks for being a fan. <laughs> but, I mean, the trade was a four-team trade. You got the Kings, the Bucks, um, Clippers mostly, right? We got the Kings got DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. The Bucks got Serge Ibaka, like Andy said, two future first-round picks and some cash. 
The Clippers got Rodney Hood and uh, Sammy, two players that I really did not like on this team. They just weren't no. contributors and just kind of were around. So this was an excellent way to get rid of these two dudes. And then the Pistons got uh, Marvin Bagley Jr. So you get rid of two pieces that aren't working out and are pretty much detrimental to the team. You get back surge. You get rid of Dante, who we knew was going to get traded since last season. Like, this wasn't... A, we tried to trade him to the Kings before. Like, this is... Yeah. I told Farley today twice. at work. <laughs> I was like, dude, what does it say about the Kings and their love for Dante that the trade didn't go through last year and they still wanted to go get him? So, like, that's just... That's interesting to me. Super interesting. Uh, I also love the fact that just Serge can play defense on pretty much anybody and yep. be respectable. Like, it's huge. I think this was a trade more so for the Nets. Uh, he can kind of guard Durant. He can kind of guard Kyrie on the switch. He can guard Simmons. Like, he is the perfect bench player defensive center to have that was available um, to play the defense in those pivotal positions that we'll need down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you can't – obviously, the majority of this roster has – championship experience but Serge Ibaka has been has been through it uh both on the up and down side and I think just having another guy like that in that locker room um is important and let's face it like he had many struggling years well productive years but couldn't couldn't get over the hump with Oklahoma City hopefully he can remind he can remind the guys around just like look um this shit ain't easy, man. Like we gotta, we gotta keep working or, you know, he's a dog. He's a yeah. dog. Yeah. He'll, he'll throw down. He's or our country. He's from like Senegal or whatever, but he, he'll throw down with some people. I mean, yeah. we got first had experience too. So we might yeah. be more excited than other people. Like we played Serge Ibaka in the playoffs man. a couple of times us. and got knocked out by those Raptors. So like, we know what he can do and how was- annoying he can be. Was I the only person anytime Serge switched up on Giannis? I'm like, man, this is the only only Giannis stopper out there in, like the world. <laughs> I just absolutely hated every second of that Toronto series with him. God, was that just horrible? Back then, that, it was a thing. I don't now. I don't think anyone in the world can can slow this dude down when he wants to get there. No, no, but it's so nice to have him on our side finally. Oh, for sure. Hey, speaking yeah. of guys, you can't slow down, Andy. Uh, well, in general, uh, we're recording this during the NFL honors. Andy, uh, who do you think won rookie of the year this year? Michael Parsons. Oh man, that's really close. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I know you're, uh, it's Jamar Chase. I'm not even going to try to. <laughs> Can I, can I go for the record? Like, I like Jamar Chase as a player. I didn't like what the fantasy community was saying about him. The player, I thought he was awesome. Granted, I, was, I very much crapped on the fantasy side, but I just feel like what the fantasy community thought for this. As a player, he was fucking awesome. Just, I didn't <laughs> think he was going to be what he was, but yeah, you know, I eat it. I'm going to take both, both takes in the world, I guess. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Andy. You're, you're bold enough to drop some of this stuff. Yeah, it, it, Soto and I, I guess, are just too chicken shit to. But hey, you've got the Dejounte Murray check. Hey, box Cordell checks Patterson. Here, so. Yeah, that that's true. That is yeah. Cordell true. Patterson. Cordell Patterson too. The the Cordell Patterson Cordero Patterson take might be the lifeblood that has put you on the map. <laughs> like that may that may cancel everything out. 
Next no to be Lynn Bowden. Say. Next to be Lynn so, Bowden. I can't wait to yeah. get into that. But anyways. <laughs> anyway, so, no, getting back, yeah, getting back to back, the trades. Back, so, back, back it up. <laughs> so as far as – so today was wild, right? So we've mentioned a lot of stuff that's happening today, buyout stuff. And then I, I honestly legit forgot until just now when I Googled it. I forgot McCullen went to, to the Pelicans. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen yesterday or the day before yesterday. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think it's enough help for Zion for him to be like, yeah, you know, I'll stick around, sign another contract? This feels like the Ray Allen for Gary Payton trade. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> it's it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's I don't like, think New Orleans might be in New Orleans for another five years. It's not going to keep the franchise there. McCollum's cold. I mean, Randall was way colder than CJ McCollum back in that days. But, like, <laughs> we're going to try to save the franchise by taking him to Seattle. Like, the Milwaukee got a half-year GP, and then Derek Mason was the prize centerpiece. So, pretty much just got the Vince Carter <laughs> without the, the Carter. Uh, you know, Pel- I mean – yeah, I don't know. That's what it feels like. I don't know. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I, so basketball-wise, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, they have a, a a good offensive big three, right? You know, Zion, yeah, Brandon Ingram, CJ. Um, Hypothetically, yeah, if Zion I plays. mean, right, if Zion even ever plays again, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, at this point, who so, knows what, for, so, what's so going on time, time out. Check it out. Like, Joey Gladstone, but um, – <laughs> Did anybody see that recent commercial of Ziana where he looks like 400 pounds? No. He's, he's sitting on a sofa with somebody. I saw it today. I wanted to take a screenshot, but he looks huge. Just huge. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I don't know about, I don't know about that trade. I, I feel bad for Dame, but I mean, he's, he said he's always going to be loyal. He wants to stay there. It's just weird. Like, I don't know what, what else the Blazers can do? It's not going to be this year, right? We're talking about 2023 um, where they can try to build around them. Me and Farley were talking about how old Dame was, and we thought he was way older than he is. He's only 31 years old, so it's not like, you know, his career is over, you know, in 2023. He's just entering that phase of his career where it's going to be very difficult to be the centerpiece that you build around. Like, right. he's probably got a year two of of high high play left but like if i'm a free agent right and portland is coming at me with a with a decent contract because they basically through that mccullum deal and some of the other moves cleared i want to say like 55 maybe 60 close to 60 million in cap space if i'm a free agent and they're coming at me with that like what's my what's my drive to go there dame's good right but dame's played with other good players and you know they haven't gotten over the hump the western Mm -hmm. conference is not an easy conference i mean the warriors seem like they're going to be a tough team for a couple of years and the suns are the suns like what am i what am i going to do um so i don't know like this is i mean this is just would have been in Milwaukee, like Dame is Giannis, and then Joe Ingles is supposed to be Chris Middleton. <laughs> and then, you know, like we have we have cap space, and nobody's going to come to Milwaukee as a free agent that's meaningful. So you have to make a trade. Luckily, we had the asset to get Holiday. Like Portland's in that position right now where Ingles is their Middleton, and that sucks. But Ingles is a cool ass dude, I'm sure. 
but he's not a number. He's not Robin. And then they have no assets anymore to get that that Robin or that number three. Like Dame's out. I mean, they do have the twenty one million dollar trade exception, but who are you getting with what you have? Um, unless they like they land like one on one pick, then then it's set. Uh, another trade that I liked a lot that I think really went under radar was what the Pacers got in their trade. Like I yeah. love Tyrese Hall. Tyrese yeah. Halliburton is cold. He is good. I thought it was last year's drive. I thought he should be like the top three, four pick. Uh, I thought he was the number two point guard behind Ball. Uh, Buddy Heald is, I think he's good. I think the Kings just misused him at times. I think he kind of rebelled to a certain extent. And only giving up Tristan Thompson or DeMontis Sabonis in reality, it's a steal. I think that's going to be a very good backcourt in the next five years with Halliburton and uh, Durante there. And then you also got Brogdon still. Yeah, I like y'all know I was high on Duarte in general. Oh yeah. I mean they punted Lavert, Sabonis, Miles Turner. I mean well, Turner's still there. No, I'm saying like they punted the season. Like oh, even, yeah. it's a wrap after trading what what but they're in a better spot, right? So like they they realize they're not gonna win right now. Yeah, no, yeah, like, no, there's no way, right? They get a first yeah, round, what they get? A first rounder, two second rounders. An expiring uh, deal, I think that's what it was. I see only right now on ESPN, uh, Halbert and Buddy Heal, Tristan Thompson. There could be some picks in that, but the only gate, I mean, like that's Halbert's on a rookie contract, Heal's on a decent contract, Thompson's a, a scrub, and they gave us a bonus. Was on a, in my opinion, a pretty lofty contract, and Lamb was on a bigger contract too, if I remember right. Um, but Halbert is a, a really good player uh, for a second year coming to Iowa State. Yeah, I think that move may have been more so to keep uh deer and fox happy and just be like look like we get it you you want to win now this group isn't getting it done let's see if we can't build something around you because like portland like we just talked about sacramento is not exactly a place where you're going to lure you know a, a ton of high high value free agents so you know if you can trade to to bring one in you know why the hell not so um, i read too that uh sabonis and fox are pretty good friends actually and uh turner and halbert are pretty good friends so it actually works like on a friendship basis where uh the trade overall makes sense uh i think kings gave buffalo too much but it's a it's a nice trade so yeah i mean i i feel like it's more than a it's more than nice for the future for Indiana, right? So oh, like yeah. right now it doesn't feel like it, but I think in the long run, dude, our division is stacked now, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we've got so a lot good. of fun. <laughs> I mean, the Cavs are looking nice. I don't think the they're gonna make that much noise, but the Cavs are looking nice. Indiana's about to reload. Charlotte with Montrezl Harrell was a solid as. Oh yeah, that yeah. was super good. That was super good. Hey, wait. So so we're. We got to talk about the Simmons Harden thing, but before we get to that, like, That's right. what about yeah, the that. Porzingis move? Like, yeah, what I like the it. hell happened to Christoph Porzingis? I like it. I think the Wizards. That's a good move for the Wizards. I think Christoph Porzingis. I'm going to a lot of uh, comparisons tonight, I guess, but I think he's kind of like Randy Moss going to the Raiders. Was him going to the Mavericks, and now he's going to the Wizards. Granted, Bradley Beal is not Brady or anything that matter, but he's going to shine again. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he's going to do good there, man. Yeah, I, I think like he'll, it. Yeah. I think he needs a Beal type player uh, next to him. Uh, I don't know if it's enough to keep Beal there on his player option, but uh, I think it's a nice trade. 
Yeah. And, and what was the, sorry, as I was listening to you, Andy, I was, I should have been looking up the, the entirety of the deal. So they got what Dinwiddie. Yeah. Back. And, uh, Bert Burskis, whatever his last name is from. Oh, Bertrands. Bertrands. Yeah. And both Bert- are having pretty first, pretty wide bad seasons this year. Like Bertrands average like six points a game. Those are bad contracts too. I think yeah. Dinwiddie's was a bad contract. Both the are Wizards, contracts. So the Wizards sent Montrez Harold to Charlotte for Vernon Carey and Ish Smith. And then let's see here. Where's the the dealings on the uh oh, shoot, where did that go? It was Bertrands and uh who's like oh, we were just talking about for Przingis. Big guy, guy, Bitcoin guy. And a second <laughs> round pick. So Porzingis yeah. and a second rounder. But still, like that's these are teams that aren't valuing second round picks as much. But either way, yeah. I mean, that's like basically the Wizards gave up somebody who didn't want to be there and a, a bad contract for somebody that could still be very productive in the NBA. Um has and has had flashes. Like it's gonna Christoph be wild. Pers- it's gonna be wild to have teams like Washington and Portland. My bad, I'm cutting you off, Farley. Washington, no, and Portland, good. with uh, Lillard and Beal are high-profile scorers with very likely top five picks in the draft. Like, do they mm-hmm. trade that for uh, aging star? Like, I, I, I don't know who, or do they ride with that rookie and see if that's enough to keep Beal and Lillard happy? That's uh, a rare occasion. Yeah, I mean, where do the Blazers end up? So, like, that's the that's the thing, man. Like, I don't, let's look at the standings real quick. What are they? What's their record? It can't be good. Yeah, I think they're like eleventh or twelfth right now in the in the East. And uh, yes, you are actually correct, Andy. Micah Parsons won Defensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Western Conference. Portland is 11th. They are right. 12 games <laughs> under 500. <laughs> um, that, yeah. was also, I mean, that was also a Lillard playing some games. Like, Lillard's over the season, I believe. Right, I right, right. Like, they're, they're, as I think it was Barkley said, they're a high school JV team right now. Like, they're, they got Anthony Simons as their best player, who's having a great season, but, uh, they great out to beat the Lakers. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> Dude, it's, just, oh, yeah. it's so fun watching them implode. Did you see so did you see uh the the four letter network on probably I think it was like their trade deadline show with Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins just like when they said, Well, they didn't make a move, we gotta go in the buyout market. They're dabbing each other up, laughing, laughing their asses <laughs> off. No, I didn't. That was so funny. It was just like uh, so out of the blue, like, what's so funny for you guys? Like, why have like, the why, yeah. why has the NFL not been able to find a duo like that once? Like, you know, like NBA has Charles, Chuck, or Chuck, Kenny, and Shaq, which is an awesome trio. Then you got Ernie, you got Kendrick and Richard Jefferson, which are a very underrated combo. Like, why is the NFL pregame shows just suck? <laughs> I get all these old guys. That... Like, yeah, why is there no so, person I think? Anyways. Biggest trade of the night, Philly and the Nets. How do yes. you guys feel about that? Man, that might be the biggest trade of trade deadline ever. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think Philly got bent over and 
yeah, it was not a good trade for Philly by any means. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, because I think I, I think Stephen A. said that's a trade to get you fired. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like he had to do something, or he would have got fired anyways. You, you had that's to. just where you, he was. You had to, but it's like, hey, I want this. Okay, cool. But we also have this discount for this free thing and this free thing and this free thing. I never asked for that, but cool, I'll take it. Like you got two first round draft picks. Yikes. Seth Curry, which Seth is Seth Curry's up. big, dude. That's big. big. Andre Drummond's huge. Like you literally filled every hole that the Nets needed. Yeah, the Nets had a problem now. They needed a big that could get 20 rebounds. What other big in the league can do that but Andre Drummond? <laughs> they needed a shooter who could shoot over 35% from the field. Oh, let's get a Curry. Okay, cool. And then we need a guy who can play great defense. We don't play defense at all, that doesn't want to shoot. And this was play pick and roll. Oh, let's get the only guy that doesn't want to shoot in the league, Ben Simmons. Like the trade is fucking perfect for them. Unbelievable I, what they got. I play I play your side right now just just to keep that, you know, thank you thought process going. I, I don't necessarily agree, but just in general, right? Like he hasn't even played. We don't even know what Ben Simmons is gonna do this year, yep, right? Yep. Like so it's 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 t- it's an interesting side on on that, but Overall, I think if James Harden re-signs there, right, or signs an extension, he has a player option, right? I think that's what he has, a player option. Yeah, that's, he's re-signed. That's why I was there, like, I yeah. so he'll re-sign because he wanted to go there. It seems like he wanted to go there. I, I think on the basketball court, if James Harden is even, you know, 75, 80% of what he, what he was before he got to Brooklyn, it just fits better. Like, Ben Simmons fits better on the Nets, and I think they both won the trade. Although it feels like so, because that is a lot. I mean, you're right, right? They gave up, <laughs> gave up all kinds of shit, first rounders, all kinds of stuff. But I think Embiid and Harden are gonna look real nice as a duo, and I think Simmons on that team will not be expected. Matter of fact. Not only will he not be expected to shoot, he they're gonna flat out tell his ass, you ain't shooting the ball. Your sole purpose is to feed me and KD. That's it. Nothing else is what you're gonna do. He's a so, Draymond Green. He's Draymond Green. Yeah, he is. He's gonna he's gonna play like the four or something, just completely <laughs> random, and they're just gonna be like, nope, no, no, no. So no, 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 no. Get a couple dunks, you know, and that's it. You're good. But, I mean, but how scary is that to have though a, a Draymond Green with Durant and Kyrie Irving if you can play every game like that is scary to me. No, I mean well, it's great. It's, it's gross. It's Joe Harris, if he comes back to what Joe Harris was, I just I I mean I don't think Harden and Embiid's personalities mesh at all or work ethics. And when they put it forth, that I see like them fist fighting on the floor. Thing. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just no don't. Way. I I mean like not to that extreme. But I just don't see them. No, I get straight. it. I'm just like, disagreeing wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like I, for the game, I want to see it work because it makes it fun to have a more of a challenge. Grant, I lose more hair that I don't have, and I drink more than <laughs> I need to. But it's fun to see the games. I just, I don't know. Like losing Seth Curry and Drummond, I think are huge, huge losses for Philly that you just can't make up. So make, make so. Let's do a. I don't. I don't remember, right? Farley, maybe you can you can Google it. I was trying to find it, but realistically, what did the Nets give up to get James Harden that turned into Ben Simmons, right? Because it looks lop 
it looks lopsided, but they gave up a shit ton of things to get James Harden. So, I mean, technically, over the past couple of seasons, if you add up all these picks that have been moved back and forth, I mean, they're still behind on all the shit they gave up to get James Harden. Even after getting these picks and players back, they get, what was it, like three, four, four first rounders? I don't remember. I'm trying to, like, Google it. Yeah. But here, I think I found it. Nets acquire James Harden in blockbuster trade. Uh, oh, James shit. Harden's heading to Brooklyn. Wow, this is so weird. And this is like a year old, too. Which is, <laughs> he's going back to trade. The Nets send Jared Allen and that was the Torian loss, Prince actually. to Cleveland. That was a huge loss. And guard Karis LeVert and forward uh, uh, Radanos uh, Kruskos. Sure. As well as three first-round picks, 20, 20, 22, 24, 26, and four first-round pick swaps, 21, 23, 25, and 27 to Houston. The Rockets also received Dante Exum and a 2022 first-round pick from Cleveland via Milwaukee. And Brooklyn acquires uh, a second-round pick from, from the Cavs. So if you're following at home... <laughs> you still got that, that second-round pick. That's pretty clutch. The Nets traded... Three first round picks, Jared Allen having a great year, Torian Prince, who, you know, the end of the road, Karis Levert, and, and, and four Sorry. pick swaps. So, All right. All right. I mean, the Nets, the Nets are, are not in the black, but they recouped a lot today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they definitely did a good job. I, so, I think they both won. I think Ben Simmons obviously is elated. James Harden, I read a report. I don't know if I sent it to you guys, but he was like apparently mega unhappy there too and just didn't want to request a trade because of how it would have made him look, the soft generation. He didn't want to be in the news for wanting out of Brooklyn. So everyone wins. The players are happier. Like you got Embiid's happy now. Did you see the meme he posted? Yo, (laughs) Embiid's undefeated, dog. He's the best. No, it wasn't. (laughs) So you know that meme where... It's like this big meme. There's like this YouTube dude that had a hater and his hater died. So he showed up at dude's funeral and took a picture. <laughs> he posted that meme. Uh, I don't uh, Twitter, Instagram. On Twitter. Yeah. I look this it's up. Every, just look, just, just search Joel Embiid. So, so I'm curious here. Cause, so like, obviously we all felt like in some way, Daryl Morey kind of got fleeced on this trade, right? And I'm just like, I, I, I was trying to find what other rumored packages were out there for Ben Simmons. And I was trying to find specifically Sacramento's offer. Cause I feel like Sacramento packaged a lot of guys and maybe a couple of picks and they got turned down, but I, I did find a report that the Sixers rejected a package that included from the Pistons, Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, Kelly Olynyk, and one first round pick for Simmons. Like, obviously, we're living in hindsight, right? But like, is that is that a better return for Simmons than James Harden? Like, you know, no. th- that's where we're at. <laughs> Listen, I know people feel like James Harden's a little fatter. I mean, he's not where he used to be at. He's not playing. I- some of that shit is a product of you or him understanding that going to the Nets, he was going to have to take a step back. He wasn't going to be able to, pri- to be the primary dude. And then they all started getting hurt and they weren't even on the court together. And it's just, it's awkward, right? Like 
I think he gets, he's going to go back to being a, you know, a scorer and still getting his damn assists because Embiid's about to eat. I think Embiid's about to take that next step and be a pain in my ass for the next couple of years. Yeah, the only thing I question with Harden, though, is like this year he hasn't been Harden. What well, changes here? Rules. Like how much is our perception of Harden changed based on his stats? Like what they were because of the fouls, how many foul shots, free throws he was taking in game. So now that's decreased, and now he's not doing what James Harden is known to do. Um, just just play devil's advocate, but yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see. It'll be fun to watch. It takes time to get used to that stuff, though, man. Like when they took the um, when you couldn't sit in the paint. <laughs> I mean, what did that look like that first two year or two when they were, you were a center or a big man and couldn't just sit down there and wait? Like this, that was a big rule change for the NBA. Oh yeah, without. A I mean, it's not rule. just affecting him either, right? Like, there's a lot of players that are like averaging less. I think I think I don't know when I first checked it, Luca was averaging less points too because of it. Yeah, so Luka it's is. like. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, okay, they're gonna have to adjust. I mean, it's a different situation. Luca's way younger, and he'll be able to. And he comes from a league that they clothesline people in, so he's just taking advantage of the situation. But Harden, Harden will adjust, man. He's he's a future Hall of Famer. He's won multiple MVPs. It's just he's gonna have to get used to it, and I think he will. I don't even like Harden like that, but I think he will. Well, we'll have to uh, wait and see. Because what about uh, the buyout market? Oh, yeah. Let's hit on that quick. Um, so you got big names, right? I'll just name a couple. Yeah. So you got Drogic, Gary Harris, Bledsoe. Hope, I hope we don't get Bledsoe again. <laughs> Gary Harris is bought out? Yep. Um, what? Dennis Schroeder, Robin Lopez, Tristan well, Thompson. Fuck, don't bring back Lopez. <laughs> well, well, wait. Uh, I saw a report today that Orlando was hoping to get a first-round pick for Robin Lopez. Like, John Hammond, you're out of your – freaking <laughs> so those are um interesting right uh from what i looked up here while we've been talking oh, is that, did anyone did i miss anyone or anyone you guys know of i'm just well, shocked that gary harris is a buyout option nba buyout candidates Jeez. yeah we did a lot of prep for this uh for this episode as you can tell <laughs> just so excited we're just i know so excited um, yeah, like, if you want to be more just you know on the spot I'm also I just look. I mean, I think it's there's, there's like a charm to looking it up. If you listen to sports podcasts and radio shows, they look shit up on the fly all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I, yeah. I'm not. Look, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Damn, so. Farley. Why are you calling us out? Right? I you know, man. Fuck. Uh, Joe yeah. Burrow wins uh, comeback player of the year, by the way. Um, so I I really wanted Thaddeus Young for a while, and now that we got Serge Ibaka, I like as a Bucks fan, of course. I'm not like as high on him, but I could see Drogic being a nice come off the bench, run, run the second unit type of ad. Um, I'm sure the bulls would have liked that or would like that. I think Miami could benefit. He's comfortable there. Um, Drogic seems like a great candidate, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if like, if Dennis Schroeder's in the buyout market, hell yeah, I would gladly take that upgrade. I just don't think that's likely, even though he's, you know, on a team that's tanking. I mean, even, you know, you guys, what you witnessed uh, Andy's reaction firsthand for Gary Harris. I mean, I think, like, Gary he has Harris bird rights. Yeah, he, he has does. bird rights. They have bird rights, too. So, like, I wouldn't, you, I would, t- I would want to trade him, right? Somebody would, it would serve as a good sign and trade for somebody in the offseason, you would think. 
but for sure well i was telling you guys like i think i might have told i don't know oh it was in a chat it definitely wasn't in here like the nba is amazing because like trade rumors always feel possible like in other leagues, like you hear rumors all the time, like, yeah, there's no fucking way that's going to happen. In the NBA, you hear a rumor like, well, you know, that could possibly happen. Somebody might get in there and facilitate that move. Um, and buyouts are the same way, right? Like I, there's always like one or two where you're like, damn, really? This, this dude's out there now? And then they never end up on our team. But, you know, they'll go to like a Laker team or something like that and bolster those up. So never say never. I mean, Andy, is there anybody that that you would want either on the Bucks or somebody that you think would be like a really, really good fit? Man, I'm still pulling for I'm, just paying, I'm still pulling for Jamal Crawford. I want that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh realistically, since Jamal Crawford's obviously too cold for our team, uh Dennis Schroeder would be awesome to have a score off the bench. I mean, I wouldn't mind Eric Bledsoe back. He would be all right. But I think we need another guard off the bench that can play defense and score a little bit. Uh, Gary Harris would be ideal, but I don't think we're going to get him. Uh, Goran Jodic would be awesome, too. But definitely having another, like, George Hill-type guy. But I think also, too, we also need a dog. I think Jodic would be that guy that would be off the bench that would just really throw down. He's he's done it before. Yeah, I think – the favorites to land him are the Mavericks because him and Luke are boys. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, I mean, Dragic wants to win a title. Uh, he hasn't won a title, I don't think, has he? Mm, no. So, I mean, you're not going to go to Dallas win a title when you're – I think he's 36 years old. No, he definitely ain't doing that. You, you come to Milwaukee. Like, I think realistically he's going to Jazz or Milwaukee uh, for a title. So I think I think Bucks have – two spots now after this trade with Samaji and Rodney going out. Yep. So that, yeah. yeah, I don't know how much I do not want Eric Bledsoe in a fucking Bucks well, uniform again. Like I think I think Eric Bledsoe when he was here was playing a role that was too big for him. But yeah. if he's not expected to, you know, play crunch time minutes and and you know be you know be your crunch time five, I'm okay with that. If he's not expected to be your number three, like your yeah. No, like then cool. But he's still averaging almost ten points a game and he's a quick, good defensive player. Like he was a I think first team all defensive player when he's at the on the Bucks. We just expected too much out of him scoring wise and being like this baby LeBron that they hyped him up to be. But So we're looking at it from the we're looking at it from a Bucks perspective. What if we look at it from a Sixers perspective, right? They just gave up yeah. a lot of pieces and rotation players. Like who of these guys would be Potential Sixers pickups. I mean, same, same as that people. I think. I think it's a market where everybody's vying for Harris, Schroeder, and Dragic as the, the three centerpieces. Uh, Tristan Thompson, I think, is another guy too that I personally don't want that on Milwaukee. He seems destined for Philly. If I take a guess, Tristan Thompson. Mm, I don't. He doesn't fit on our team right now, anyways. No, I don't want him personally. I don't want that drama, but. Losing Drummond, Tristan Thompson feels like uh, an obvious fit to Philly. I'm curious to see if anybody takes that leap and goes to L.A. That's what I'm really curious to see, either Clippers or Lakers. 
it's a it's a fucking mess there. <laughs> the <laughs> Lakers are a fucking mess. Like I mean, the, when you got when you got TV X players laughing and fist pumping about it, the Lakers are a mess, bro. The, the LeBron shine is has worn off. You took an orbital sander to that. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to the rehabbers out there and just zzz, that shit right off. Um, I think Thad Young could be a, a good fit there, especially if you lose a, a, a you know a, a big I mean, man or an defender. Is, is, is Thad Young really going to get bought off from the Raptors? Like the Raptors are playoff contention, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the yeah, Raptors like, are in sixth place like, in the Eastern I don't know if, Conference. I don't know. I don't know if that trades for Thad Young to be released unless Raptors are going in a full rebuild and that's just a rebuild and that's a, like just at that point why make a trade unless you can just buy out Dragic you know like I don't know if that's going to be fought out sure and that's a, it, I mean a lot of these guys there's there's question marks yeah. and I mean the Raptors do have you know future rising star and future seven-time MVP Scotty Barnes there too so we got to consider awesome. that into the equation um, Scotty Pippen right there Oh yeah, you know what I'm excited about, y'all, on the Bucks. Anyways, you know I always bring it back to the Bucks. Well, yes, of course. And a, an expanded no. role for Jordan Nora. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've opened up a role for him. Yeah, and like we always talk about, you need somebody to score, right? Like the dude is a scorer, right? almost to detriment to the team. Like he gets the ball, and you know he's shooting it. He's doing something to try to score. I mean, but he's... off the bench, that's fine. If you know, if you can't get nobody else, just let. Give Nora the ability to go out there and get it because we know he can do it. We saw it in the Olympics against like top tier people. We've seen glimpses of it in games, not many, but we've seen glimpses of it in games in the NBA. I think I like him a lot. Like I'm a huge fan of Nora. Man, he's a baby, uh, baby Middleton through and through. Kind, yeah, kind of. Like just second round draft pick. Unor- I mean, kind of an unor- or unorthodox shot that is just money. Uh, just a bona fide score. Doesn't look like he gets a score, but he is. Uh, plays decent defense. You know, like has a dog mentality. Quiet underdog. Uh, I like him a lot too. I think it is a uh, it's a good point, Soto. Uh, remind I'm me, excited, to, man. Remind me. Shout to, out to, to uh, my buddy Zah, who's been collecting Jordan Nora uh, basketball cards <laughs> for some reason. He so just goes time. around. <laughs> hey, man. He could. There's your Jordan Crawford. R- remind me that after the this. Time, tell maybe. you the. Uh, Andy the, the goes Jordan on Noir eBay buys Jordan O'Reilly fix cards right now. No shit. <laughs> so, no, I really so, am. <laughs> anyways, what's next? I was going to say, Mora is basically what Dante was supposed to be. And uh, I don't think Milwaukee, I, you know, obviously Milwaukee is willing to No, Nora is what Rashad Vaughn was supposed to be. Oh, Christ. Let's, get, <laughs> let's stop talking about this. Let's, uh, let's move to the NFL, who's obviously, they've got what's their... That? Yeah, right. I mean, who who gives a shit at this point? Yeah. Uh, but hey, Super Bowl is Sunday, and uh, Andy's biggest newest crush, uh, Joe Jober, which is a stupid fucking nickname, uh, takes center stage with uh, the man who's cannot be held back by Detroit any longer, Matt Stafford. Um, where do we want to start with this? I guess just in general, what are you guys going to be watching for on Sunday? Man, I don't even know where to start. They're just. So I'll much. start then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Because <laughs> it's not flashy, right? Well, I, what I have to say isn't really flashy. Like, I, I would have loved to. I mean, I'm going to be paying attention to most of the shit Andy will probably say. But Joe Burrow's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. And 
the Rams defensive line, even if it's just by name, right, is gross. This, I mean, this game is going to be won in the trenches. Everyone, it's cliche, but I, I feel like Joe has magic in him, and I'll save my pick for the end, but they're going to put his ass on the floor a lot. Like, we're going to see him running for his life quite frequently, it feels like, um, just because that O-line, man, I mean, it's sus- It's impressive that they're even here. I don't even know how you get here being sacked as many times. I would even want to be interested in knowing, like, is he the most sacked quarterback in a season to make the Super Bowl? I'm sure ESPN has a stat on that. Um, just to compare, like, who's gotten sacked the most times in the NFL season before making it to the Super Bowl? I feel like he'd be up there for sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's he's been hit a lot of times, no no doubt. I mean, it's a valid point, but he's used to it from all season. Like, it's not a new thing for him. Uh, I think at Tennessee in the wild card game, he had, I think he got sacked nine times. I forgot who was talking. I saw it on that four-letter network, I think it was. And they said, like, how Joe came back to the uh, the huddle after like his nine seconds, like it's all good, like whatever. I got hit, it's cool, let's, let's go to the next play. And like, bro, you just got hit nine times in this game, like that's not normal. And he just walked it off. So it's not, I mean, it's gonna be more so if he gets hurt and he gets hit. The number of sacks, he, he's used I don't, to I don't think, I don't think it's about getting hurt at all. It's just about the disruption. Like, he'll get up. I mean, he has been getting hit a lot all season, but like, I know you're not a big fan of their secondary. Um, you think old boy's like a one trick pony, anyways? But Ooh. that's a that's Jaylen a problem. Jalen Ramsey. I love Ramsey. Where I was at your house and you were like, he's always on one side of the field or some shit like that. We were talking about it. You were frustrated in that game. The Bengals game? No. Anyways, the Rams. <laughs> anyways, we just <laughs> yeah. I didn't dog. watch the game with you. <laughs> Anyways, all his witnesses have shown him back up at the Kismarsic yeah. residence. Um, but, no, I. So again, being a Packer fan, <laughs> my my history is very, uh, very biased. But I recall the 2010 run that that Green Bay went on, and Green Bay's offensive line was terrible that year. And Mike McCarthy, before he became what he is now made a lot of really nice adjustments. Like I don't think I've ever seen a team run more screen passes than green Bay did that year. And uh, just kept very simple concepts. And I definitely want to ask you guys about Zach Taylor later on, but I feel like the Bengals have done a pretty good job adjusting to that. And maybe it's not in the form of, you know, a ton of mix and screen passes. I mean, there's, there's a fair share of those, but they, they sort of recoup that production when he is able to get time and he's got one of the best deep threats in the NFL. So um, it'll be interesting to watch, but it'll be interesting to see what, what LA's defense does to adjust to that. And if they're going to make him, you know, dink and dunk down the field because of it. Yeah. I'm curious to see though, actually like what do they do with Chase and Higgins? Like is, does Jalen Ramsey play one side of the field? Does he shadow chase? Like how do they play that? I'm curious how uh, the Rams guard Hutchinson, the defensive end, because he was the X factor for the Bengals against uh, Kansas City. Like his hustle was unbelievable in that game. Uh, curious what they do with that. I'm curious how Mixon performs in this game because reality is, is he fumbled that play against Kansas City and they never called it. But 
Uh, how does Mixon play? Does he get hurt? Because Mixon does have a hurt tendency. He has some drop tendencies. He's going to get a lot of passes, I think, in this game. How does Higgins perform? Because I think it's going to be Higgins that has a, a shot of being MVP in this game if Bengals were to win. Uh, there's a lot of fun things to watch in this game. They just have the moxie of Stafford and Burrow. Like They both have swag. Uh, who, who, who has more swag at the end of the game? Like Stafford's a, a silent assassin where Burrow, Burrow has more of that flashy swag, but they both they both have it. Uh, it's going to be a very, very fun game to watch, I think. So, in that case, then, I'll say predictions. But I think a lot of NFL people, when he got hired, dunked on Zach Taylor, um, was, yeah. were confused by Zach Taylor. It, I can recall some people who uh, get paid to talk football said, Zach Taylor's best quality is that he knows Sean McVay. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is ironic. Uh, how do you feel about Zach Taylor now that he's made it to the Super Bowl? Do you think it's a, a product of him being a, a good, viable head coach, or do you think it's the talent that the Bengals have that have brought them to this point? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. Like, it's, it's hard. Like, you, the league, he, he wasn't that good of a coach before he had a quarterback. And the quarterback he gets is, I think we're seeing a generational quarterback in front of our eyes. It's very hard to, to judge Zach Taylor correctly off of one season. Because I, I don't know his record, what it was after Burrow got hurt, but how good was he when Burrow got hurt? Uh, not good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, I don't Were think they not good by design? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's very hard. It's very hard to say Zach Taylor's good, and I think it's more the adjustments and the adjustments we saw to get beat the the Chiefs were more so his defensive coordinator. You know, the offense didn't get that much better. Uh, I, I'm still not sold on Zach Taylor. I'm more sold on Joe Burrow and some of his assistants. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that, right? But like it, any coach, right? Like, what would Matt Lafleur be if Aaron Rodgers wasn't the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? I don't want to find that out for another four years, but. <laughs> That is a good point, right? Um, you know, I I think Matt LaFleur, I think Matt LaFleur Floor developed a really good offense that made the most of of what he had. And yes, he's got a lot of luxuries in that offense. I think Zach Taylor to a degree has done that as well. Um, but yeah, I can understand your point, Andy. Like I think it's it's really early to judge and we'll see, like, especially if they lose on Sunday. Yeah. And going right. into next year, like, what is that hangover gonna look like? Joe Burrow will then have an entire season's worth of film uh, that defenses can watch all off season. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that sort of next iteration looks like, because that happened to an extent to the Rams after they lost the Super Bowl, they struggled somewhat. And yes, you could say, well, that's because of Jared Goff. But <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest knocks on Sean McVay is that he doesn't make adjustments fast enough, or he's just, he just doesn't make adjustments in general. Um, I, I think you really find out about an NFL head coach or a scheme when, when your opponent has had a chance to really evaluate it. And I don't know if, I think you're right, Andy. I don't know if we've had a chance to really look at Zach Taylor and his scheme, um, from that lens yet. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, but he has all the offensive pieces in the world to make it happen. They have yeah, all the momentum in the world. Yeah, like they have like the 
four main pieces you need a great running back two great wide receivers and a great quarterback that are young and just having fun when they play but that rams team is uh they're a scary bunch with odell playing the way he is cup so i was gonna say that right just to not to take it away from coaching but andy mentioned a lot of Bengals stuff and how they were gonna guard um higgins and his favorite wide receiver ever but like what happens on that on the Bengals defensive side, right? What are you gonna do with Cooper Cup? <laughs> Who yeah. feels like can just run down the field and be open every fucking possession. Yeah, them, Odell as well, like Cam Akers, Tony Michelle, Stafford. Like there's a lot of weapons. It's gonna be uh the thing is though is Bengals just shut down Kansas City. Yeah. The Rams struggled to shut down the Niners. Jimmy the Niners. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy I would G. agree with that. So that that's my question. Grant the the who else do the Rams play in this playoffs? Because they didn't play their whole Cowboys. division. They literally played every team in their division on the way to the fucking in Super Bowl. in Arizona it was Kyler's first playoff game and he looked like a deer in the headlights. Uh I don't think whatchamacallit, Kiflin's a good coach in general. I would put them below Zach Taylor. So, like, they really haven't had a challenge yet either, offensively. Uh, our offensive juggernaut, like, I'm not saying Cincinnati's a juggernaut, but they're playing very, very well. They beat some really good teams. Uh, and then you also have the two weeks of just practice. Like, this is where you're going to see, like, the coach and, like, how good they are. Like, does Zach Taylor institute a five-yard, like, just screen and short slant game plan for this defense? Like, does he make those adjustments? And then what does the Rams do as their adjustments? How are those first 10, 15 plays looking going from there? So so then what's your prediction? I mean, again, we've got a lot of questions and things that we're going to be watching. But at the end of the day, like, who do you think actually comes out? Wins his game, Andy. Uh, I want the Bengals to win, but I think the Rams win. I think it'll be a close game. It'll be like 27-21 if I had to take a guess. But I think ultimately Aaron Donald is the X factor mm-hmm. and wins MVP and has uh, like a game-winning strip sack or something like that towards the end of the game to win it. But I, I think the Rams won the game and uh, Donald's the MVP. Farley? So I, I was going to say something similar to Andy where like my <laughs> mind is telling me Rams, but my body is telling me Bengals. Like I was thinking about that today. Like, Oh man, there's just so much, there was so much parody in the AFC this year that it's really difficult for me to believe in the Bengals. But then you think about it, the Bengals, the Bengals had one hell of a, of a route to get here and knocked off Kansas city and went into Nashville and knocked off the Titans. Like it feels to me like they have the momentum. So like, I wouldn't be surprised by the outcome if it goes either way. Well, it's got to go either way. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, but, it will not end in a tie. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, yes, there you go. Thank you for tuning in. There we go. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think that the Rams are going to find a way to win this game in, in a in a single game series. Uh, I don't know. I just trust their coaching. I trust Matt Stafford's veteran ability and, um, you know, defensively, the Bengals, I was a doubter in their defense going into the season, but the Rams have just a better defense. So I, I'm going to take the Rams slightly. And I mean, reality is like Chase has been awesome, but they haven't played anybody good on defense this year. Like the Chiefs are giving up 
record numbers to wide receivers. Titans were giving up terrible numbers. Raiders were as well. Jalen Ramsey is cold. Uh, it's going to be a fun watch, that game. Sorry to be an interrupt, Soto. Just looking at some of the, some of the four-letter network uh, website stuff. I So, uh, same dilemma, right? Like, I think Aaron Donald is going to be a problem. But for some reason, like my head saying I should pick the Rams, my gut is telling me that the Bengals are going to win this like right? 31 to 28. Like I, I it just right. feels that way. I don't know. I I mean, logically, everything you guys said, like, I mean, I think the game, if the Rams can get their D-line established, I mean, that's how it should play out, right? On paper, that's how it should play out. But for some reason, I just feel like we're going to see some magical ass shit. <laughs> like this dude is going to, and, and the reason for it is we've seen them come back from big deficits in the second half against the chiefs twice this season against other teams. But we've also seen how they adjust defensively in the second half to not, the only way you can come back is if you stop the other team from scoring, who was just kicking your ass in the first two quarters. And they've yeah. been able to do that really well mid game. Right. So like that goes to back to the coaching conversation and it's not just him, right. Their entire staff or defensive coordinators would be a part of that. But Patrick Mahomes is considered the best, right, in quotation marks or whatever, the best quarterback in the NFL. And they came out here, and there was quotes of players saying, like, we figured out their tail. We knew what they were going to do. It was easier to stop once we, you know, after the first half, and we saw and were able to tell, you know, based on, on formations and the plays they were calling. It might not be no different, man, on that side. Stafford is a beast too. Like he could throw for five touchdowns, you know, on Sunday, but my gut just says Bengals 31, 28. Hope you're right. Hope you're right. Yeah. I mean, it would be fun to see Cincinnati win this. I mean, and, and, you know, that's nothing against the Rams, but it just feels like Cincinnati is sort of this team of destiny this year. Um, See, I want the Rams to win, but I don't want LA to win. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I I get that. Like, you, your 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 home team's hosting the Super Bowl and you're just having trouble selling tickets. It's a fucking Super Bowl. Granted, everybody jacked up the prices, but like, it's a goddamn Super Bowl and you can't sell at your stadium. Like, I don't know. I just don't want LA to win any more stuff. It's but I do want Cincinnati. I like that Cincinnati public schools it gave off Monday already. Yeah, all, all they're kids. talking about that's a jinx. They're like, yeah, that's that's gonna jinx the Bengals. I don't care. That's, that's, that's fucking that's fucking cool. Where well, was that in Milwaukee? Joe Biden should be making that a national holiday. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it is election season. So if there are any politicians that are listening to this that yeah. have the power to do so, um, you got an easy way to, to get some votes. You guys um, think any prop bets for the game by chance? Oh, man. I don't know if you looked at any yet. I have no. not. I've not looked at a single look, one. Yeah, I'm going to look at prop bets tomorrow. I'll do a bunch of them. But I don't know if he has any hot tips for me real quick. No, but before we go, you want to talk curling? I get it, guys. Okay, yeah. so no, bro, sure they're, they're, they were killing it. I was watching it before I had to hop in my office. It's yeah. fun. I like watching yeah. it. I think it's oh, fun yeah. as hell. I'll be like, oh shit, look at that. My girl be looking at me like, bro, you really this excited? Uh, like, that shit was awesome. I was a generational talent that just missed his calling. <laughs> but for real, Andy is. Andy and Mark are very good curlers. Yeah, um, I'm talking awesome. Like, 
I, I, you know, I've got a kid who's three years old and I'm just, I've, I've thought to myself multiple times this week, like, all right, what's the path for this? Because there's no way he's going to be athletic because it's Let me call Andy ain't. real quick. Let me call Andy on a train for like yep. three days. Yep. Yeah. I, all I need is like a 20 foot sheet of ice. That's it. And we're good. Um, that sport was just made for anybody in Wisconsin. Like those four guys I drank with last night, you know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's at the bars sure. never drink with me. Oh, and man. especially like if you're like in a more country, you know, up north type thing, and there's just a random ass fucking pond. <laughs> For yeah, some yeah. reason, somebody has a curling set in their trunk, and all of a sudden you're just doing pickup curling games. No, but what I was going to say is um, the halftime show, man. I am so oh. excited for this halftime show. Oh, yeah. Like, beyond excited. I think we it's going to be we, amazing. We were excited for. I mean, you know I love M. Um, so, anything that man does, I just feel like is crazy. So, I'm just super excited in general for all of them. But yeah. I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for tomorrow. There's rumor that Kendrick Lamar's dropping a new song before the halftime. So, I'm mm-hmm. excited to hear that. I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Kendrick probably the most, I think. See, I'm I don't a think little... a lot of people are set, like, uh, what's-her-face isn't even getting paid to be on a halftime show. Mary, Mary J. Blige be cold. I like Mary yeah, J. Blige. Yeah, I think she's going to be cold, too, but she's doing it yeah. for free, bro. Damn. But yeah, I love Kendrick. Kendrick is a good performer. Uh, he, he puts on a good show. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm a little bit worried that it's going to be, like, a letdown. Like, you have so many oh, yeah. awesome guys on there and Mary J. Um, like, it's just like, oh man, that could end up being super awkward and suck, but I, I hope it's awesome. And all those guys are, like you said, everybody's a really good entertainer. So. Right. The only thing that sucks is what five, five people, right? Kendrick, Mary, Snoop, Emma, Dre. Yep. And they only have 12 minutes. So like, yeah, exactly. Hard. Yeah. That's, that's what Farley's probably talking about. Yeah. Like that. It's a lot of like great talent, but like, what do you have? Like. I mean, obviously yeah, you're gonna have, have 30 second clips of like each song. But you can, I can guarantee you, like Evan's gonna roll into "Forgot About Dre" and that's when Dre's gonna pop on down to see her, like the show. It'll that's gotta be a prop bet, right? right? <laughs> oh yeah, like for, "Forgot About Dre" is being played for sure. Like Evan's gonna oh, go for, for, sure for that, is. and that's when Dre's gonna pop up to end the show. Dre's ending it. I bet you Mary starts it, goes into it. Does Mary have any songs with Snoop or anybody by chance? Now, I was trying to think that like, earlier too. Yeah, I was trying I'm to sure take it's it a wrong podcast yeah. to ask that question. No, so. I mean at the end of the day, like pop culture <laughs> always mixes into sports, right? Yeah. You guys see Snoop bought um Death Row? Oh no, I wasn't I, I wasn't saying anything <laughs> like that. I'm just saying like <laughs> you know a couple of us are a bunch of white boys here. You know? <laughs> um, you go from curly talk to Snoop Dogg, Hendrick Train, yeah. <laughs> We are your oh, one-stop man. shop. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. oh, prop man. Bets at, man. I'm trying to find some prop bets, but hey, like I feel like, I feel like no joke. Sean McVay is wearing blue. Sean McVay is going to have a blue, like whatever that pullover is. So I know there's a prop bet out there. Like what color are the coaches wearing? I'm going. There's to always blue. like Gatorade. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. What color the Gatorade is going to be? Do you think there's an over? Do you think uh, Dre's dropping the CD on Sunday after the album? The thing there's rumors the album ready to drop. I thought I saw that too. That I mean, he you, does have an album ready. There's to go. no better like way to or Kendrick or Kendrick too. Either one. I mean, if or he's shoot. jumping a song on Friday, that's not a that's not a stretch, right? Like, I yeah. mean, here, hey, here's my first single. Oh, also, this shit's actually live right now. Go to Apple Music, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen but... to it while you're watching the game. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that concert. It's be a good ass concert. All right, I think I found some. Let me see. Yeah, let's run through these quick. Where are we? Are we? Also, I, uh, I want to see like outrageous shit. I don't care about like the game process. Yeah, like I know yeah. they have the ones like I know that one is like color of Gatorade poured on the coach after the Super Bowl or for Super Bowl winner. Um, right. Point toss. Number of times somebody says this. Okay, here we go. We're gonna. They're called at least. Uh, covers.com calls them exotic props. Yes. There we go. Ooh. So we got uh, national anthem over under 104 seconds. Oh, God. I <laughs> Who's singing it? Uh, who is singing it? Let's see. So that would be that would be like a minute and, and what? You said almost, 104 seconds? Yeah. Almost a minute and yeah, yeah about minute, over a minute, minute and, and three fourths. Yeah, country star Mickey Guyton. Yep, that's I'm going under hard under. <laughs> yeah, we'll go uh, under. coin toss. We got the coin toss. It's just you know that one's normal. Who yeah. cares? Um, we got halftime props. Who's gonna be the first performer? You got Dre, Snoop, M, Mary J, Blige, or Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick oh. has the um worst thoughts. I could really see it being like, I could see it being a nose like icon. So Kendrick starts. I could see that. Yeah. Um, Plus, he's yeah, probably was, the, you know, like the most hippest right now, right? With the younger folks. Yeah. So I could, I yeah. could see that. Uh, yeah. Gatorade bath. So we got um, from best odds to worst odds. Orange, yellow, green, lime is one at plus three ten. Blue is plus four forty. Clear plus four ninety, red what? pink is plus seven ninety, and uh, purple indigo violet is plus eleven eighty. Kind of like blue because I think Rams are gonna win. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's well, that tells you that Vegas thinks Cincinnati's gonna win if Orange has <laughs> the highest, yeah, the best odds. Well, the yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. Keep, yeah, keep these coming. These are good. These are good. Okay, so we got other other exotic props. Um, typically you will always have an announcer mention, mention the spread. So which game announcer referee, which game announcers reference the Super Bowl point spread, uh, which brand will air the first commercial, who will the Super Bowl MVP thank first his team, family, friends, God, 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 God. If if it's Joe Burrow, he's gonna say something funny. Like I just want to, you yeah. know, thank my arm. There's some uh, there's my, some cross my, my sports chain. props. Uh, let's huh? see, what do we have here? So you have who will be higher? Cooper Cup's total receptions at the Super Bowl, or U.S. gold medals at the Winter Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wait, what's the medal count right now? I just had that up. We have um, four, four, four. Oh shit! Oh wow, that's. I thought we would have like eight by now. Oh man, um, I'm a bet on America. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. We still got curling. That's a gold dog. Like, uh, we gotta have some fast girl or guy out there on speed skating. Dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> that might be like one of the greatest like twenty second clips. Yeah. Right on the we still got men's hockey. Dogs. Dog. <laughs> Women's hockey. Dogettes. Like we got we got some yeah, we got some dogs left in the thing. Sean White's got, got more golds. We got um so this is a follow-up to the other one about who's gonna mention the spread, but they have numbers on it. 
So will Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth say spread or total? God damn it. Those are the announcers? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Al Michaels' last game. Oh. God damn So it. yes is plus 255 and no is minus 500. What was the question? Uh, will either of them say the spread or the total? They're, they're too old school. I'm going to go no. They're not going to. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth looks like a, a degenerate. Yes, he's, he's saying it. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown? Over one and a half, under one and a half. Oh, shit. That's a really good line. <laughs> I'm going to say twice. It's got to at least twice. It's over? Go over. over. I think it'll be, under. I think it's over. I think it's but, over for sure. But wait, do they count? Does that also count like the, the trophy ceremony? Because he's out there so, for that, right? Yeah. So he'll, I don't think it counts that. So it's okay. just um, during the broadcast of the yeah, game. I don't know. So. America hates Roger Goodell pretty bad. So I don't know if it's really boost owner viewership to have him be shown. So um, the person that is posting this says play the under hard or stay away. <laughs> um, will Joe Burrow be compared to Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he's not. But that's so fucking true. Chris Collinsworth does not have the balls to say that. Here's a guy who looks like he's in Home Alone. Defeated two thieves. No is minus 3,000. Yes is plus 650. Um, This one's easy, right? If they win the Super Bowl, uh, will Joe Burrow be shown smoking a cigar? Yes. Yes, he will be. Absolutely. Which Hollywood landmark will be shown first? That's good. Hollywood sign or Hollywood Walk of Fame? Walk of Fame, I think. Ooh, I think sign. Yeah, because they'll zoom into the stadium, you would think, right? That's what I would, you know, if I was producing it. Be like, welcome to Hollywood, home of blah, blah, blah. Um, What L.A. Road City zip code will be said first? <laughs> Rodeo the 90210. Drive. Yeah, 90210 or Beverly Hills. Those are the three options. Beverly Hills. Um, so with Joey B and Jeff Beverly Hills. No, this is a good me. one. I would I think this one will be fun. Which celebrity will be shown first? Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, Kim Kardashian. J Lo. I have no J-Lo? fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. J Lo. Then they have a follow-up. What celebrity athlete will be shown first? Magic Johnson, LeBron, Kevin Hart, Justin Timberlake. He's an athlete. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> uh, Clayton Kershaw. There's Damn. so many, bro. This is Kershaw's, amazing. Kershaw's definitely being footage because they're, they're boys from high school. Yeah. He'll be oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think, I think they still be each other's weddings. They got which coordinator... Uh, which Super Bowl highlights will be shown first? Super Bowl. That'll be uh, Rams versus somebody. Yeah, so either Rams Patriots or Rams Titans. Rams Titans. That was a fun game. I remember that game. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Music City Miracle. Let's see. Which former player will be shown? You got Boomer, Kurt Warner, Chris Collinsworth, Icky Woods, Marshall Falk, or Eric Dickerson. Well, Chris Collinsworth's uh, announcer, yeah. so. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. He's going to come rolling in. Man, we got to love it here, man. It's the <laughs> Super Bowl. You don't get any bigger than this. 
Uh, uh, which quarterback's name will be said first, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Brady. shit, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Brady's Brady. minus 300, so. Um, what Hall of Fame quarterback's name will be said first? Montana, name it, Theismann. Uh, who, like, what's this? What will be said first during the game, COVID or Omnicron? <laughs> COVID. COVID. <laughs> So what sad. university will be said first during the game? You LSU or Ohio State? LSU. LSU, yeah. Um, what will be said first? Detroit Lions or Jared Goff? <laughs> Jared Goff, 100%. <laughs> Jared Goff. Oh, man. That one's too. actually even right there. So. Oh, man. And then we can, we can uh, for sure end it on this one, I guess, and kind of wrap it up. What will be mentioned first during the Super Bowl speech? Teammates, city fans, God, religion, coaches, or owners. <laughs> Who the fuck would mention an owner? Yeah. God. <laughs> I that mean, was it depends. Fun. Teammates, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That's what. Keep track of this. Keep track of this, Soto. And then <laughs> yeah. let's we'll review next week. One, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put a bunch of prop bets on, I think, on Saturday. So I'll let you guys know what I do. But yeah, yeah, post yeah, it on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. All right. Well, it's already 9.30 uh, Central Time, and wow, it's like an hour past my bedtime. Hey, shouts to uh, all of the uh, Hall of Famers that got uh, selected tonight. Uh, Packer legend Leroy Butler uh, finally made yeah. it. Uh, Devin Hester did not, and Twitter right now is on fire. Um, we, we should talk about that next week. Um, For sure. Anything you want to plug, Soto, before we go? Yeah. Um, making a big move. I am... Super excited for it. I'm going to start putting countdowns on. One thing that I refused to believe for a long time and now can't not believe it anymore is that Facebook is dead. So um, I got to move a lot of my socials off of there, including my streaming. Um, So by next week, Friday, I'm going to be full force. Fuck it. I'm going to I'm going to be on YouTube because I can't stand Twitch. I just don't know why. I don't really have a reason. I just don't like it. Um, but moving all that stuff there, it makes it easier to keep all this stuff up too, and have more videos on our pages, podcasts as well. So make sure you check that out. I'll make sure there's a countdown and just a little stream schedule with the move. And then instead of posting on Facebook, we're going to be doing a lot more Twitter things, which I suck at. So I'm going to have to get with Andy, who's our little Twitter guru over here, um, to get better at that. But some changes coming on, on the nerd related side. So look out for that coming soon. Nice. Nice. Very nice. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for us uh, in this episode of the Nerd Related Sports Edition podcast. Again, check us out on Twitter. We are at NR Sports Edition, and we will be back next week to talk about all of the money that Andy lost. And the Bucks are still world champs. See ya. Bucks and six. Deuces. Bye.